What? Oh man, look at this. Look at what? Come here. Ch- check this out. I'm looking at our podcast stats. Our podcast what? Our statistics and analytics. I'm looking at the total number of listens for each episode of our podcast. I'm also looking at demographic information, what devices our listeners use, their countries of origin, and their socioeconomic statuses. Oh, I can see how that information could be not only interesting, but catering to our needs, RN. Anyone from out of state? Hell yeah. (laughs) Well, technically, even you are out of state for me because you live all the way in New York and I actually left NY a while back. Oh, true, true. But wait, don't you live in an area affiliated with universal healthcare, maple syrup, and that sport where a bunch of strong people harm each other on ice? Basically, it looks like a bunch of strong people are holding sticks and chasing around a teeny tiny piece of sushi. Well, realistically, it's a puck. But yes, uh, I do live in Canada. Yeah, so my point, you don't even live in a state. You live in a province, to be perfectly frank. But Canada technically is a nation. And state is another word for that. Right, 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 right. Nice. I'm glad you agree with me on this. I like when we agree because it reduces conflict and, in turn, reduces our cortisol levels, allowing us to live longer, more productive lives. Like, Jay, remember, you know, in 2009, after that one show, we agreed deeply on our stance regarding fetal alcohol syndrome? And we ended up actually having a couple of super productive months. I was briefly almost making, I think, six figures. I wish we had six-figure listeners listening to our pod. Instead, we only had 3,663 listeners for EP1, which is a whopping four figures at best. It's a new podcast, so it's not bad, not bad, but... Well... Uh, Were there any listeners from out of state? I don't know what you're talking about, about the states. We're worldwide. Like, look, just all you have to do is pull up Anchor. And you can see we're we're doing quite well. We have 71% in the United States, 11% in Canada. Shout out to Canada. (laughs) Of course, we have 6% in the United Kingdom. Whoa. 90% of which live in England. Whoa. Only 1% in Wales, which can't be surprised. Let me see. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. Let me see. Give it. Come on. Come on. Don't grab it from my hands. I'll happily just pass it it over to you. Give it. Bro. Bro. Cut the crap. (laughs) Fuck you. You destroyed this thing. Um. Oh, shit. I should have been more careful. And now you're paying the consequence. 
but I'll, I'll gladly pay for a new one. One eight hundred two six three 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 nine four. Dial. Yes. If you're calling about charges on your account, say billing. Otherwise, what Apple product or service are you calling about? New device. The device just broke. I accidentally knocked it. If you're calling about charges on your account, say billing. Otherwise, what Apple product or service are you calling about? A new uh, device for recording a podcast. It doesn't have to be that great, but it's just for entertainment. Okay. Apple Watch Series 5. If that's not right, say try again. <sighs> now I'd like to get the serial number from your product so I can look up its details for the advisor to be ready to help you. You can find this number on the original packaging or receipt. Please say the serial number. For example... Speak to an operator. Come on. Sorry. I'm having some trouble. Fuck get you. These things always get my goat. Apple support. Please hold for an Apple advisor. Apple is happy to offer a choice of music while you wait. For a collection of modern popular music, press 1. For classical, 2. For jazz, 3. If you prefer to wait in silence, press 4. Um, I'm not going to listen to top 40 crap. I guess classical? Okay. Classical. Yeah, how long did it say the way it is? It didn't say. It's probably going to be a long time. Hi, I'd like a replacement for a device that just broke down. Um, well, what device is that? Uh, basically, we were recording a podcast and, I don't know, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I knocked it off the table. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I can help you. Like, do you want me to? mail you or do you want to buy it off Amazon for you? Uh, yeah, that'd be good. I mean, it doesn't have to be the best, like it doesn't have to be the world's best device. It's, I don't know. It's just for entertainment. Uh, okay. I actually have, uh, the person here who was supervising uh, or who is supervising this call? Okay. Yeah. Hi. I was 
I apologize. I've been listening in. Um, just wanted to let you guys know I'm here and I'll just be listening in for the rest of the call. But um, yeah, we'll just need to get a new device. All right. Well, do you have the, uh, the device's uh, serial number? Or? Uh, that's going to be a bit of a problem. <laughs> Maybe if I can put the pieces back together, but... This is going to be harder than a jigsaw puzzle. Okay. Wow. Looks like you're right. We do have some people in Switzerland. Whoa. But it surprises me that we don't have any Austin listeners. Because Austin is usually kept pretty weird. And it would be, I don't know, I'd imagine it would be interested in our sort of crap. No, no, Matthew. I seem to recall a certain Sasha Spielberg renamed as Those Timeless Creatives. Maybe back in the old days, Austin would have been popping off, but now we're timeless. Which is why we have many listeners in Vienna. Ever heard of a film, an old friend 99 recommended it to me, uh, Before mm. Sunrise, where Hawk and Delpy seem to enter a timeless state, just discussing shit all night long, and so much so that they lost track of time. And yes, we have 3% Vienna listeners. I suppose that is reasonable. But I, m- I must say, I mean, as you were talking just now, I highly doubt I'm the only one who is picturing kangaroos. I mean, I always confuse Vienna with Melbourne. They're both cities, and it's difficult to tell them apart because I often confuse their governments. Austria and Australia have a similar uh, ring to them. But whatever. That's probably just my crazy mind. No, no, you're not crazy at all. Did you know that one time that little girl in Full House made the same error? No, I- I haven't seen the show, but I'm down to give it a watch sometime. What happened when she made the error? Well, it it was human error, really. She misheard someone speaking about the city Auckland in New Zealand. That little girl, Michelle, I suppose her name is, thought the other party said Oakland, which was only across the bay from her. It turned out she ended up flying to Auckland, which is a real drain on her father's pocketbook. That said, we do have to give a shout out to our listeners in Auckland, Oakland, uh, why not Melbourne, um, hey, all of Australia, uh, Perth, British Columbia, Toronto, uh, Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine. Um, (laughs) That's right. Uh, Thank you, Canada. Thank you, uh, Russia. Uh, major shout out to Latvia. Uh, oh, and thanks, Denmark. Hey. <laughs> thanks, Finland. <laughs> oh, and not to mention Croatia. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, while everyone is from a diverse array of countries, one thing that you all share, and I'm speaking to the listeners here, is a similar habit of using, well, using Spotify. Not Apple Podcasts? Uh, not too much. I mean, 
they use it, but a whopping 61% use Spotify. Apple Podcasts seems to have rather fallen by the wayside. Up shit's creek without a paddle. Gump again. Moving on. More people who use Spotify should switch to Apple Podcasts. As diverse as our audience by country is, Spotify has a monopoly right now. And Matthew and I are staunch opponents of those sorts of monopolies. Yeah. I mean, even people who have listened to Eps 1 and 2 already should give them another try on Apple Podcasts. Because the features and feel of this app will provide subtle nuances, giving you a whole new way of perceiving, well, reality. Plus, when we hit 100 ratings on Apple Podcasts, to celebrate, we're going to hold an enormous party on Zoom. 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 Everyone's invited, yo. Yeah, we want users of all the various platforms to be well represented. It would be shameful if a Pocket Casts user had no one to talk to and became the de facto wallflower of Zoom. Zoom, 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 Zoom. And unlike the movie... You mean book? English major. Sorry. And unlike the movie, (laughs) there are no perks of being a wallflower. It's boring. You end up just daydreaming about Marilyn Monroe or Manson. Yeah, uh, whatever floats your boat. Hey, uh, didn't Monroe fuck JFK? Oh my god, did they? <laughs> Ooh, that's naughty, y'all. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mr. President. I'm going to keep that up in my spank bank. JFK was an average president. He had both positives and negatives during his reign. I respect that he didn't blow it during the Cuban Missile Crisis, but as an entertainer, I would have preferred if the Bay of Pigs was um, a bit funnier. What's so funny about pigs? I mean, I know anything can technically be a subject of humor, but what's so funny about pigs? I can't think of anything. Where do I begin, Matthew? Well, all right. Well, uh, why did the farmer call his pig ink? I-N-K, ink. I'm not sure why. Oh, because it was always running out of the pen. Wow. So, all right. So there is humor to be found in everything. Okay. (laughs) Well, as for myself, I'm normally a huge fan of dark humor, but you've actually just proved to me that light humor can be equally enjoyable and effective. Depends on what mood I'm in or whether or not I've worked out that day, I suppose. I'll tell you what, it doesn't matter if you work out till the cows come home. Our analytics will dwindle at a certain point. Right. I mean, sure, for a while, they'll go up. Then they'll level off. Then they'll fall. We just 
don't know the exact time frame of this yet. But it can be safely said that in the grand scheme of things, the amount of time at which they'll be up is infinitesimally small. Almost negligible, really. Correct. And additionally, there'll be a point at which the ratings have fallen off to the point where there's zero trace of it ever having existed. There'll be no way to recover these audio files, and computers in their current manifestation will not even exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, even in the minds and memories of whoever is around at that time, and there's no certainty that people even will be around still, there will probably be no trace of the podcast. Eventually, up close and personal will be entirely forgotten. There's not going to be some wise elder telling stories about those timeless creatives, thoughts, and musings. In that sense, the word timeless is sort of an ironic joke we've been making use of. Because we're well aware that our projects and creative outpourings are uh, transient at best. Even things we think of as real and solid or legitimate like mountains or huge old buildings, even NPR, will all be unrecoverable beyond a trace at some point. Donald Trump will be no trace of his existence. Brad Pitt, much as we love Moneyball, there'll be no trace of his life. You or me who I think I am, as in Jay Weingarten. If I don't think that's just a role, I'll be quite disappointed. Because at one point, there'll be no trace of Jay's existence. Even that song that's like, Alabama, Arkansas, I love my Paul. <laughs> there'll be no trace of its existence at a certain point. And it won't be relevant. So Alabama, Arkansas, Pitt, Trump, everyone, we're, everything will fully dissolve, and not in a good or bad way, because we all know the very first law of thermodynamics. Yes, I know it, Jay. <laughs> Once I born in a mother freaking cave, the first law of thermodynamics, it states that energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Energy can only be transferred or changed from one form to another. Atoms never die. All that really dies is the coherence between your molecules. So all of our work here, our bodies, everything our mind can think of, everything, everything will disappear. But who we really are will never end. That seems like good news. Yeah, it's great news, actually. People think if they expand outward enough by gaining in the external sense, they'll be happy. New experiences or, or better experiences, or more sense gratification-based experiences with shorter intervals between experience. But I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but for me, somehow it's never been quite enough. Maybe it is enough for, for a second, but then that moment of feeling fully relaxed, of ah, of no desires passes, and I'm just left with a hunger. Am I supposed to go experience hopping my whole life and just try to shorten the gaps? Is that why I'm here on Earth? 
These are all great questions, but also talking about all this is sort of tricky because no words can actually convey the truth, but only just provide hints pointing towards the truth. That's why Ramana Maharshi was just silent all day. Yeah, but most of us do end up talking because we need the words to quiet our minds. We're like babies who wake up from a nap crying, desperate for milk. We're only a couple days old and we're screaming. We've never been this hungry and being in a body sort of hurts and doesn't feel so good. Those thoughts that happen to us all day, we think that's us. And then we want an infinite fountain of milk. Right. Do you think it's a coincidence that we are both breech babies? And in our past, we've spent so much time feeling intense alienation and separation from everyone around us? Hell no. We were breached. Basically, we flipped our fetal bodies upside down to right side up because we were uncomfortable. We sensed what was to come, entering this world, only to develop in the 90s, in the Kali Yuga. We were a bit afraid and eventually developed these perceived psychological issues. But what we didn't realize was what an opportunity this all is. Exactly. Being born in this time gives us the unbelievable opportunity for growth. You don't grow when you aren't challenged. When we're in crisis situations, we as life, as the one consciousness, we respond either one of two ways. We either die or become extinct, or we transcend above the limitations through an evolutionary leap. Exactly. We can start with early life, okay? You know, most people believe life forms on this planet first began in the oceans. I know. So nuts. The land had no animals, but the ocean was filled with extraordinary, diverse life. At one point, an ocean critter must have started to venture out onto dry land. Yeah. Maybe at first it was just a couple inches. And then, yeah, it was like, you know... <laughs> imagine the pull of, imagine the pull of gravity it must have felt on land <laughs> this little sea critter was used to the ocean where gravity is almost non-existent that must have been insane yeah so it returned back to the ocean where it could just float around and live in relative ease yeah but then our little critter friend would try again and again and again after a very long time maybe over generations it would adapt to life on land grow feet instead of fins grow lungs instead of well gills and you know there's no way a critter would just choose to give up the luxury of floating around in the sea like they had for millions of years they must have been basically forced to venture into such an alien environment as land then undergo a whole evolutionary transformation, they had to be absolutely forced into this due to maybe a crisis situation. Obviously, we don't have to worry about going from sea to land or anything like that. We have to transcend our minds. Man's desperate attempt to control using its prized prefrontal cortex. 
this is the current radical crisis. And at this point, it's threatening our very survival. Vivekananda said, the mind is a wonderful servant, but a lousy master. We need to use our minds to a point, but the dysfunction of being consumed by this egoic human mind, which is just like our helpful computer software, this has been recognized already more than 2,500 years ago by ancient wisdom teachers to be our greatest challenge. We're caterpillars destined to become butterflies, much as an ocean wave transitions from crest to trough. This death that we speak of isn't the end. After all, as Ramana Maharshi said as he was just about to drop his body, don't be silly, where would I go? Most of my family members are alive, by the way. And despite understanding the inseparable nature of life and death, I'm thankful these family members remain breathing. There's just no getting around the fact that if any of them were to pass away, I'd lose some valuable companionship. Really now, most of your family members are alive? I feel like you're forgetting a little thing called ancestors. Right. I always forget about them. Probably because they're blocked by graves. It's harder to form a mental image of a person when they've pretty much been replaced by a gigantic rock covered in a stonemason's famously illegible scrawl. We both have ancestors going way back. Whether they're biding their time in graves or just floating around as dust. Or trapped between realms as poltergeists because they can't let go. It's important to count them up if you're writing down how many family members you have. Otherwise, you just sound like a jackass. Hmm. Touché. On guard! <laughs> well, it does make you wonder, though. Like, do pets count as members of a household? I mean, if the census were to happen right this very Wait, second... Wait, what? I'm not, I'm not even dressed properly. Wait. Uh, well, let me get you something on. Hold on. Uh, hold on. I'll be there in a second. Uh, wait. Jay, Jay, it was a hypothetical. <sighs> carry on, carry on. Okay. If the United States census, for example, were to happen right this oh, very second. Um, wait, my room is a mess. It looks like the world's dirtiest pig just sat down there and never got up. Uh, let me just clean this up real quick. Hold on. Jay. Buddy, that time I was just messing with you. <laughs> okay, then. I hope I didn't get under your skin too much just there. Not at all, not at all. It's just your way of messing around and trying to get me out of my shell. Yep. And you poked your head out faster than a turtle in a lettuce patch. <laughs> That's not saying much, given what we know about turtles. Or at least their stereotypes. <laughs> yes, yes. But as I was saying, if a census taker came into my house today to count my family members, the civil servant would count me, uh, two big sisters, my little brother, my slim father. That's five members. Right. But what about any animals if we were to ever get a pet? I mean, you just mentioned turtles, so 
surely it's a relevant point. Mm. Turtles are a moot point. I don't think a census taker would count them at all. The worker would recognize the animal, sure. They would recognize the animal as a creature that the family gets a lot out of, but there'd be no need to list birds, dogs, or whatever's in the cage. Animals would clutter the list. But that's not to say the census taker wouldn't enjoy seeing the small animal. I think it would brighten an otherwise dreary workday. Well, I think census takers probably do count the animals. I don't see why they wouldn't if they're trying to be thorough. And even if they don't count the animal, there's a high likelihood that the Patriot Act and whatever else the feds have cooking pretty much already have a good idea of who owns creatures. Ah, so that's why you have tape all over your MacBook's camera. I thought you were just leaving tape there in case, I don't know, you needed to grab it for a project. Yep. I don't want them seeing my dog or compromising neighborhood birds. Isn't that a bit paranoid? They called Marilyn Monroe crazy, too. But I think her legacy speaks a different story. Her diary and private letters actually reveal that she suffered from mental health disorders, such as major depression. That's a moot point. People tend to get sad when they write in diaries. And letters bring out the worst in us, especially as our hands cramp up. But here's where I disagree with you, Jay. Earlier, you seemed to be waxing poetic about how animals benefit the family, the joy a pet provides, how even a census taker passing through would find joy in the dog. It's common sense. Pets are man's best friend. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. All homes should have one. Personally, I think having a pet animal is absurd. I don't like animals. Just thinking about them right now gives me the creeps. Sure, they look weird, but their behavior is adorable. What's so creepy about a dog's lick? It does it out of love. And the saliva even has some antibacterial and antimicrobial properties. I had a dog lick one of my wounds once. It started off fine. The gash did start to heal. I inhaled a gasp of air in joyful surprise, and that was when I got a whiff of the dog's breath. Halitosis. Stank to high heaven. Come on. Probably just ate something rank. Licking your festering wound probably didn't do the dog's breath any favors either. Yeah, sure. I, I, I don't hold it against the dog. Everyone gets bad breath at times, but pets just stink. It's worth it. Pets release serotonin in the brains of the owners using them. As serotonin and dopamine levels are elevated, masters can calm down and relax. I've actually been conducting a decent amount of research about this. Masters have lower cholesterol and triglyceride levels. Layman's terms, Jay. Maybe put it more simply for our audience. According to our analytics, less than 1% of our audience are doctors. Heart attack patients with pets survive longer than those without. Ah, so they return from the hospital only to live the rest of their lives surrounded by wild animals? What a dubious blessing. 
passing away would have been a better alternative. Wild animals? Matthew, they're domesticated. They're pretty submissive to our will. And even the few pets with a wild streak? Well, they're pretty much safely locked away in cages throughout the house. Master's caged creatures are merely fads. Sure, it might sound great in the moment, but after a few years, that old pet stinking in the back room will seem about as good of an idea as the low-rise jeans we all used to wear that showed our thongs. And not just the thongs either. Let's not forget that tramp stamps were a thing. Yup. Think of how much more financially secure people would be if they hadn't wasted all that money on tramp stamps. The same is true of pets. They're major financial commitments and tend to drain the pocketbook, much like that of that little girl on Full House's father. First off, there's the taxes. I thought pets were taxed using bracketed tax systems. That's not so bad. Okay, fine. But they have to be fed. That's going to put a dent in your budget. Plus the cages and chains you'll have to buy. Chains don't grow on trees. No, they don't. But are we really at a point in life where how much we value something depends on whether it grows on trees or not? This is just getting ridiculous. Just buy the chains and care for the pet. Shops have them, so we should buy them. Plus, everyone should have something to snuggle up with during weekends, work holidays, and pupil-free days. Maybe we should agree to disagree on this issue. All right. I'll just get all the animals to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe save one for me. Which one? Doesn't matter. Any animal will do the trick, really. Nice. You should get one now. All right. Let me just go on petfinder.com. Hold on a sec. Oh my god, that's a nice Mac. Yeah, I just bought it. You were you were supervising the call, remember? Well, how did you decide to go with that over a sturdy PC? Well, everyone has seen the amusing Mac versus PC television commercials. School administrators actually have to make the decision about which platform to use. And that decision is a pain in the you-know-what. Though nearly every school district has already made this decision on some level, the rise in popularity of the iPad and other iDevices, really, have forced some formerly PC-only school districts to reconsider their loyalties. Now, Jay, both platforms have their strengths and weaknesses, and it's important to understand those before you decide whether to buy Macs, PCs, or some weird-ass combination of both. Many people in the universities would argue that although Apple makes a better comp, students are more likely to encounter PCs when they enter the real world. In reality, the differences between Macs and PCs are not that huge, not that huge, aside from the minor matter of users adjusting to the change in operating system. (laughs) The Mac versus PC debate is still going on. I look forward to this debate raging on and on, much as a fire gathers flame when roasting some of the most delectable mallows. The nerdy guy and Justin Long or Lang or whatever should just fight each other or (laughs) just make out. (laughs) Clearly, 
these guys need to get a room for some purpose. Well, you know, I encountered a guy on my Mac. I saw him on the screen and I clicked follow. How did you know to click follow? I don't know. I must have read one of his tweets and I eventually worked up an appetite for more. Or he followed me and I wanted to do the quote unquote right thing and follow back. Oh, Derek. Yeah, I wonder which one of you followed first and the other returning suit followed the other back. Uh, Who knows? The important thing is we follow each other. I actually followed Derek while running Mac OS X Panther. For real? I was using Snow Leopard at the time, so I was probably able to load the tweets a little quicker than you. Yeah, but Panther was funnier because I had to wait a little. Comedy is all about that element of surprise. Building tension. Panther took so long that my cravings for Derek's posts lasted and built to a crescendo. I finally saw what he wrote and moved on with my day. Today, Derek is here telling it like it is, as only he can. Speaking out, sparing no one. Sarah Palin, Dick Cheney, President Obama are all in his sights. Derek for the hour. Derek for the hour. Well, not exactly an hour. I feel like most of your interviews last around 20 minutes, maybe even less. Okay, okay, not an hour. If it was going to be an hour, I would have prepped differently. I would have swapped out my Keurig for a French press, no doubt. Always good to see you. A little grayer, but you look great. Gray hair uh, is just my my commenting on these times. (laughs) You can't stop it, can you? No. No, you can't. But it's better than um, than making fools of ourselves and having plastic surgery and hair replacement. and uh... Oh, pass. Plastic surgery is so crappy that it's almost as bad as tattoos. <laughs> plastic surgery is so crappy, the ratings of Nip Tuck have taken a nosedive to oblivion. And beyond. (laughs) And damn. Well, what do you make of all the other alt comics who do choose to get these procedures? Well, they're very nice people. They're good people and quite funny. But I just hate the feel of it. I wish some of them would elect not to take this elective surgery. Yeah, like I was hanging with Eugene Merman at the Bell House in New York days before he got his cheeks raised. Well, uh, he honestly seemed uh, miserable, like filled with dread. His manager pressured him into it or something. I don't know. Ah, managers. Oh, did you know that they did a study on managers? Yeah, my buddy, uh, Mm -hmm. he told me it was in the New York Times last night. Yeah. Yeah, they did a study on managers, and they found out and finally revealed that they have a major problem with being selfish. Yeah, this, this groundbreaking study proved that they have less gray matter in their brain, which helps them with executive function. 
managers seem to only be in it for themselves, which makes them greedy as a vulture. Hold up, Jay. Is that really necessary? I mean, vultures are already heavily stigmatized in our culture. In media depictions of vultures just invariably show them circling around overhead, waiting to profit at our misfortunes. But come on, it should be understood that these birds, and yes, they're birds, not monsters, uh, they're just trying to get a bite to eat. Well, isn't that bite to eat potentially a friend of ours passing out in Joshua Tree from dehydration? The heat out in these deserts can really do a number on you if you're not well prepared. And having a vulture come in is just adding insult to injury. Matthew, I agree with your opinion that a vulture should be praised. But the vulture I'm referring to is not a bird. No, far from it. This vulture is that website vulture. Mm. Anyone who is listening to this, please at reply to at vulture on Twitter and ask them to feature us in This Week in Comedy Podcasts. We want to get on that list. Uh, Yeah, that's actually true. Vulture's lists are honestly an incredible resource. The comedy podcast universe is ever-expanding. Not unlike the universe universe. (laughs) Hashtag nerdgasm. And thankfully, Vulture is here to make it a bit smaller, a bit more manageable. They highlight the exceptional, the noteworthy. Each week, their crack team of podcast enthusiasts and specialists, and especially enthusiastic people, pick their faves. Vulture has my ears permanently plugged with the best in oral comedy. Oral comedy? (laughs) Oral. Oral comedy. Were you born in a cave? (laughs) Uh, Well, if that's where I can get head, I'm down to go into a cave. Provided I'm not getting blown by bats. Oral. Relating to the ear. Don't you know? Aural? It's not oral. It's a whole different thing. Up close and personal, uh, where GRE words are apparently more plentiful than pigs in the pigsty. (laughs) Can we actually use that? That sounded like a commercial. And you're a pretty good pitch dude. Derek, our new pitch dude. Score! Now, now. You're getting ahead of yourselves. That sounds like a lot of responsibility, not necessarily the kind of position that suits me, considering I seriously have awkward shit happening to me all the time. Really? What the hell? Yeah. Someone says hello to me when I'm on the street, walking around the neighborhood, and I just stare at them. Ugh, that's bullshit. Why are they saying hello and then you staring at them? I don't know. I suppose my life has crap like this go down on the reg. I suppose I haven't felt quite myself ever since I got back from traveling the world. This little cookie-cutter suburb I live in feels so constrictive. Nothing ever happens here. It always seems to get my goat. I understand. But uh, if you could travel anywhere now, like 
if we had a teleportation machine or something, where would you go? Which sort of place has people you're cool to chill with? Uh, the lighthouse of Alexandria. It's an ancient wonder of the world. That's excellent. But you say this lighthouse is um, ancient? Derek, were you listening? We said we had a teleportation machine. Not a freaking time machine. Uh, might be. Might be. I think it should actually be called the Six Wonders of the Ancient World. Because some scholars actually argue that the Hanging Gardens of Babylon was just a figure of myth and not a real place. I respect people who refer to it as the fabled Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Not the Hanging Gardens of Babylon without the word fabled. It really should just be called the Six Wonders of the Ancient World. Who cares? No one cares about any of that stuff, Matthew. Know this. Sorry, Jay. Uh, I apologize for that. But uh, you know what? Uh, I'm not sure. Ah, whatever. I can say it. People do care about this stuff. People in the universities and other highly esteemed establishments are practically drooling to talk about this stuff. So, in conclusion, I'm probably just not reaching the right demographic here with you guys. My favorite teacher in college was Mr. Murphy, who taught English. I liked him because he had a good style, and it helped me learn how to dress. I used to dress up tight, but now I dress casual because of him. I also learned how to mask my emotions based on his calm yet distant temperament. That's lit. What year did you graduate? It was the late aughts. So it wasn't the 90s. Nah, but not too far away from the 90s. So it was not bad, not bad. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned you spent a lot of time in the hospital. That's right. That's sort of the subtext of what I've been saying so far in this interview. Were there any benefits to being in the hospital? Well, yes. I received treatments. At fair prices, actually. But there was another benefit that might pique both of your interests. We're listening. Well, being hooked up to IVs and various life-sustaining machines means that there's no shortage of electrical outlets. Hell, there were even surge protectors and extra power strips just in case some dude had a Game Boy that was losing juice. I was never one for Game Boys myself. I just like the apps. Was there a particular app you were drawn to? Hmm. Uh, tweet, tweet, tweet. Uh, tweet, tweet. Oh, Mr. Bluebird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Twitter, the site that recently extended its character limit an extra 140 characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've actually been meaning to ask you, how do you feel about the recent change from square to circle avies? Another harebrained idea from Jack. Do you know what I call Jack? What? What? Jackass. I had asked to the end of his name to depict my opinion about his stances on certain issues. For example, in 2017, 24-7 Wall Street listed Dorsey among the 2017 worst CEOs in America. Hence the jackass epithet. 
that's actually not even that bad to say because ass also means a donkey. <laughs> it's similar to bitch in that sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can say these words and our producers can't even edit them out because <laughs> technically they're just regular words with decent meanings. I also want to talk about Jack and Jill at this juncture. Like, what is up with that myth? Like, when I was a kid, I was told to believe some half-truth about a man and his wife doing a normal daily task, as if that's something even worth talking about. He literally wanted to get water, and that's supposed to be some sort of noteworthy feat. And part of me half suspected that Jill was actually his sister anyway. In the Texas version of the story, it probably would be his sister because of some of the shit that goes down out there in the more, uh, shall we say, southerly areas of this planet. Guys, forget about Jack. Actually, Jack, verify me if you can, if you're listening. But yeah, so the electrical setup at the hospital was actually pretty damn convenient. And I was able to keep my phone at 100% pretty much 24-7. I downloaded a few apps, and mm, the rest is history. Oh, yeah. I I actually always wondered what got you quote-unquote sold on Twitter. Mm, Yep. And then the large accounts started following me. Bored Panda even wrote an article about my top 205 tweets. Yeah. Of course we know that article. That's how we found out about you. Yeah, I was subscribed back in the day to Board Panda's RSS feed. And when I saw that they were talking about some guy named Derek, like without even reading it yet, I sent it straight over to Jay. We both love that shit. Thanks. But I've actually made major strides as a writer since then. I sucked back then. Derek. Don't speak so harshly about you, my friend. In fact, they should change the name of BoredPanda.com to, I don't know, something like ExcitedPanda.com because I haven't even spent a split millisecond bored on that site. (laughs) Excited Panda? That sounds kind of kinky. The pandas in China rarely get off. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. They do rarely get off. Yeah, so when they do, their orgasms feel so good, it's almost painful. I wish they'd jack off more and save me some heartbreak, considering my empathy and all. The problem is actually just that depression lowers libido. Something I know oh too well. The pandas don't seem motivated to make love. Ugh. I hate that expression, make love. Just say fuck. <laughs> yep. I bet the producer bleeped that word. You just can't say shit like that on here. Fuck you. You asshole. Jay's just fucking trying to prevent you from getting your ass beeped, you piece of shit. Don't come around here and not expect me to beat the shit out of you. And when you start saying terms like fuck to Jay... Thank you, Matthew. I appreciate the kind words. But you bastards, I bribed the producers not to bleep out any of my swear words. 
I believe in freedom of speech. Unlike all those other halfwits that think they're making gains. They're not doing shit. In fact, fuck all this shit. Derek, relax, man. I was never going to beat your ass. That's the thing that poop comes out of. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Hell, even a 100-foot pole still seems rather nasty to me. I appreciate that. By the way, this kind of banter is the same kind of crap that goes down in the green room between me and Drill, my co-host on Truthpoint, Dark Web Rising. Oh, yeah. Didn't, like, Woody Allen come out with a movie called that? Uh, I'm not sure, but if that's the case, then my apologies for the name. But I think you're probably referring to Annie Hall. That movie was funny as fuck, and I left the theater with a good taste in my mouth. Damn, you actually saw that in the theater? I knew you were old, but this is just getting out of hand. (laughs) Next thing I know, you're going to be telling old Civil War stories or something. Or worse... We could find out Derek is a boomer. (laughs) I'll just say it. Okay, boomer. No, I'm not a boomer. Although, members of my family are. And the stereotype is largely true. In fact, none of my older relatives are likely to invent anything useful. For them, the status quo is more where it's at. But have you seen this girl on TikTok? She's wearing a shirt that says Bernie on it, and she actually does a fairly interesting song and dance routine on the theme of boomers. Hmm. No, but I'll I'll make a note to check it out. I'm not a boomer, though. Would a boomer enjoy that video? I hope not. I don't want boomers to have much enjoyment, you know, given some of the political values they hold. Yes, The Viagra currently sold on market shelves should be slightly reduced by several uh, milligrams to decrease their sexual activity. If boomers start to have sex, they'll only end up increasing the boomer population. Mm, Derek, that's actually pretty ignorant. You should sit in or audit for no credit at a sex ed class. I'm sure you can find something like that at least, uh, wherever you're currently living. Yeah, wherever that is. You realize you're making fun of a city that not only Will Rogers spent most of his adult life in, but is also a former city of residence for each of you. Do you really want to make fun of yourselves? Think clearly before you answer this question. I make fun of myself all the time. I have a carefree attitude about some of my quirks. And trust me, I'll be the first one to laugh at my own flaws. Yeah, I enjoy self-deprecating humor. I put myself down for laughs. And I don't always get them. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) This is hilarious. I'm so glad you guys had me on the pod. So before you get back to your life of glitz and glamour in L.A., is there anything you want to plug? I'm writing a book that I hope will come out in two years. Right now, I don't know what the book is about. I'm simply doing word diagrams and trying to think of which words I want to put into the book. Words determine the concepts, which then will determine the genre. 
which then determines the story arc, which will then determine the characters. Some of the words I've diagrammed so far are sword fighting, mysteriousness, and espionage. Based on these words, I'm already getting an idea about how the book might be in the end. Hmm, That seems like a reasonable enough idea. I'm really glad Jay asked if there was anything you wanted to plug. I mean, most people know I love books. And I majored, after all, in pretty much the closest thing to books available. The English major. Okay. Well, when you read my book, don't just bring it in your backpack on some vacation where you won't actually be able to focus on it. I Don't worry, Derek. I'll make sure Matthew doesn't have any access to power strips or surge protectors. You know, smartphones can be a major distraction from someone looking to fully digest your manuscript. And I'll cut a cell service off too, just in case. Did you just say seltzer? No, cell service. Well, because of my weird head, I thought you said seltzer, so I imagined him spilling drops of cold, spicy seltzer all over my manuscript. Probably just my paranoid mind again. Let's just say LaCroix doesn't go too well with literature. That's actually probably the only thing it doesn't go well with, because (laughs) let's be honest, LaCroix is legit in a big way. Cheers, Cheers, y'all!